0: Shalom from Jerusalem. This is Watchman Talk, a series of conversations with Israeli military security and diplomatic experts and practitioners. And our special guest uh, today is Major General Reserve, not really retired, always on call, Israel Ziv. Welcome.
1: Thank you very much.
0: You were actually born and raised not too far from here, weren't you? We are here in Jerusalem and uh, Nachlaot is uh, a neighborhood not far from here Um, How uh, was it to be born and uh, grow up in the Jerusalem of pre-1967 when you were ten years old?
1: Actually, if you're mentioning that Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I was born here. I was raised in the Nachlaot, and and I think that uh, even when I'm just, you know, coming to visit here now, when I live out of Jerusalem, is the smells and the scenes are are bringing back, you know, all the memories from from this uh, amazing neighborhood. You know, very old. Hardcore of Jerusalem, and 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 this is something one, that one of the first
0: neighborhoods structured, outside, structured outside of the character outside of the walls <laughs> of the of the uh, ancient quarter, the, the old quarter.
1: Correct, correct, and 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 you know, one should should remember, yeah, it was really just a kind of a beginning to Jerusalem. It was kind of uh, you know the, the first year of of, of the, the the independent Jerusalem. And first of all, being in Jerusalem at that time was a special thing. You know, today the fashion is a little bit different and the atmosphere is different. You have to be in Tel Aviv in order to be something. Then to be in Jerusalem was something. You know, I felt something. something. But but was it a religious uh, upbringing or, or a secular no, It was one? kind of all together. It was secular, but, but still you, you could feel the spirit of Jerusalem, of course. And Saturday in Jerusalem and Friday and and hearing the, the Shabbat coming you know it, it it was really something special and the smell of of all the cooking of the, the coming out of the windows everywhere and 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 it was a different Jerusalem it was like a big kibbutz everybody knew everybody the kids were playing you know we lived on the streets because the, the, the apartments were very small. So we, we knew each other and, and there was kind of communality which, which was creating, you know, kind of a unique atmosphere of, of the people, of
0: the, the youngsters in Jerusalem. What was the security situation? Because before the uh, Six-Day War, there was the so-called municipal line or city line across uh, of which Jordanian army, so-called uh, legion, Soldiers, whether there were um, uh, wires uh, Fences all around. It was
1: uh, uh, quite a hazard uh, Walking around that uh, neighborhood. No, no, correct. Uh, absolutely. And and you know, we, we knew as the kids where to go and where we cannot go and just have a look, you know, on those weird Jordanians and and the wall and and everything that separate uh, separated Jerusalem. But uh, the, the, the atmosphere was, was quite safe, you know, because, because Jerusalem was safe. There was no terror. Uh, I don't think even a theft or robberies or things like that were not part of, of the characteristic of that time. But, of course, uh, you know, we, we always looked at the other side, and, and it was kind of a mysterious thing for us as a kids, you know, what, what's going on behind it. Now, um,
0: you uh, were part um, of Nachal, Right, Uh, which uh, was created by David Ben Gurion, the first prime minister and minister of defense, in order to send youth from urban areas uh, or perhaps even agricultural settlements uh, to combine military service with agricultural farming uh, service and then go and set up new settlements. Uh,
1: So, your idea was to become a farmer. Look, at that time, this, this idea of pioneer, uh, being a pioneer, w- w- was to go to the Nachal, to go to, to settlement and, and to raise a new kibbutz. And, and by the way, uh, I had the privilege to, to be kind of a leader of, of the Jerusalem group to, to, to a special kibbutz in Sufa, uh, which was in the Pithat Terafiach, uh, in Rafah Salian. Uh, Rafa Salian, Salient, yeah. And, and for us, it was kind of, uh, you know, uh, renewing the the, the old, uh, Pioneering in, in, in at the beginning of the country. So for us, it was kind of a dream that came true. And uh, being in that kibbutz, by the way, was was a really special time for me. It was kind of a year and a half, almost two years being there, uh, which every morning, by the way, we were gardening, you know, at, at, at the day and going to, to guard at the night. Uh, as, as a soldier, so it was kind of amazing combination.
0: Much later, twenty years later, you were the commanding officer of a brigade uh, in the northern part of Gaza, not too far from Sufa.
1: Yeah, it was kind of looking from the other side, correct? But uh, you know, once you change position and, and, and the uniform, then the responsibility and the views are changing as well. But uh, yeah be, being in Gaza and actually I've been there in in several uh, assignments yeah I'm, I'm as a battalion commander I was there I was a brigade and and a division commander at Gaza uh, Gaza psh, it's, it's it's a part of my military education and and usually at the very tough times uh, it wasn't kind of a, of a, of a nice times it was so, very hard and difficult times being in Gaza So so what made you uh shift from
0: uh, having a, a future as a farmer to being a career officer.
1: Uh, I realized it was not enough, uh, and, and, and I felt like I need to do much more, and, 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 and it was It's, easy decision, it's a nice yeah. place
0: to visit, but you will not want to, to live there.
1: Yeah, you know, it's one thing to dream about something, and the second thing when it comes true, you know, and you say, no, it's it's nice, but but other other friends of mine were were you know in the paratroopers, and I saw what they are doing, and they did a lot of operation, took the risk, and at this time, as a as a youngster, I, I wanted to be there, and not just uh, you know uh, having the dream of of settlement, it wasn't enough. So you went through
0: that uh, special battalion. Uh, which was uh, combined of Nahal and parachuting um, and was part of the regular paratroop brigade. You went uh, through that battalion and then to uh, officer school and back to the brigade?
1: Yeah, um, I, I had to volunteer and, and actually to, to leave the Nahal and to go to a regular uh, uh, military at the paratrooper brigade at the special uh, 50 battalion, which was combination of uh, Nahal and, and paratroopers. Which, by the way, was was amazing combination because of the the, the quality of the people. I mean, that, that that specific battalion raised a lot of commanders that went all the way up, you know, to the to the general staff and and few of the the chief of staffs. So, but yes, and it, and it
0: started, you know, with uh, with the German uh, paratroopers in World War II, then the Americans and others, where every corporal is of officer quality. And, but this depletes the other forces of quality leaders. So is that a good investment
1: to pull all, all of your eggs in one basket? It's never ending argue, you know, it's, it's always about that. Uh, it, it was very good for that time, but later on, I think uh, people wanted that to, to to be spread and be in other units. So, so the decision was made, and it became a regular battalion. But, but for that time, it really raised a, a, a unique leadership in in the IDF, and and I think it had the, the, the influence on, on the IDF. You could see you could see the the, the the footprints of that battalion all over the IDF in terms of standards of values. A level of commanders, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm very proud of being uh, raised in that uh, specific 50 battalion, yeah. But even the coincidence
0: of uh, having gone to the paratroopers rather than to another infantry uh, brigade uh, would later be reflected in the promotions. As you say, many of the major generals and sometimes chiefs of staff, lieutenant generals, came up through the ranks in the paratroop brigade.
1: Yeah, because I, I think the Paratrooper Brigade is is really it's not just you know a unique uh, unit or commando unit, It's about the people, and and the atmosphere, and the culture that that was 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 built in in, in that brigade. Which mainly I think uh, 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 made the, the main influence on the standards and, and the values of, of the IDF. And I think it's it if if you can say something about the IDF, is that the uniqueness of the values of, of the IDF army. Yes, we are involved in a very difficult conflict, but with you know, civilian population, uninvolved people. It, it, it's not simple, especially by the way today. You know, uh, dealing with the terror within the, the refugee camps and, and other places. It's it's very complicated, and the decision that you have to take as a commander, it's 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 tremendously problematic. Because then you know, even so, sometimes you see a kid. He's a, just a kid, but he's holding a gun. What do you do with it? So the issue of the paratroopers, I think, from the 101 unit and later on, and the paratrooper brigade created those values, and I think we have really the the best army in in that aspect in the world.
0: You're um, familiar with the uh, U.S. Armed Forces. You've been stationed in Washington. We'll get to that. Uh, What is the equivalent? Is this the 75th uh, Ranger Regiment, the 82nd Urban Division? What would you say is the American equivalent to the 35th um, Paratroop Brigade, of which your
1: battalion... Uh, number fifty was at the time uh, part of. Look, first you you can find a lot of uh, commonality. I mean, I mean, you, you you see that and and you find that immediately with with the common language and and even the chemistry, when when you come and talk with with, with similar people, similar colleagues in, in 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 US, for example, in those uh, brigades. But rather rather different than that is that uh, uh, we have the Israeli culture, which is quite different for good and for bad from the Americans. You know, the Americans are more disciplined, are more more fitting to military type, which we are as Israelis a little bit more uh, uh, naughty. We are a little bit more uh, uh, improvised. We are a little bit different in that aspect. But in the case of of Israel and and the challenges that we are facing, I think the Israeli type would fit better to what we are facing, if theoretically you can change, than the American type that somehow they are a little bit more square. Now,
0: in in, uh, your um, or our uh, style, um, you are drafted, you're a private soldier, a corporal, a sergeant for a couple of years, uh, you become um, a second lieutenant. In your case, yeah, you stay indoor for a while um, as an instructor for new cadets. Um, but then you go on um, and uh, you are a captain, a major, and so on. Um, but the NCOs, the non-commissioned officers, come and go. While in other armies, the NCO um, is, of course, the core of the army, the right. the junior young officers are replaced or are promoted, but the sergeants and first sergeants, master sergeants stay on. Uh, what is better suited for the Israeli spirit?
1: Look, to be honest, when I was chief paratroopers and and special forces, I, I I've tried to change it. I've created those courses for for uh, uh, senior sergeants and and and. To, to create that that very important base of 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 quality of stability and professionalism. But only
0: for another year or so, not uh, not
1: staying on for many years. The idea the idea was to do it more than that, to 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 have that as a even as a profession. And 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 yes, I I think by the way we're still missing that. But somehow in in our IDF culture we trust more officers and 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 especially when we succeed to to, to keep the, the the quality of the officer so high so maybe we didn't want to create that competition but to my opinion and by the way with the years it's even more important to create that base because you have to create a, a, some stability there some some thick you know professionalism to, to have that in the in the sergeant level and I think uh, sooner or later we'll get there I mean it's a question of a budget it's not just, simple as, as as a decision a plain decision but I think that that even today it's more important than than before uh, to, to course, that level
0: of course Israel has um, mandatory service universal military service where many not all but many 18 year olds male and female are being conscripted um, and uh, this is not like other places uh, where Um, You have to volunteer or to to, to hire on, Um, but we do have, uh, for instance, in the Yamam um, police or border patrol anti-terror unit, we have uh, such a system whereby you have uh, veteran NCOs staying on for many years.
1: Yes, correct. And, and by the way, I, I was blamed when I was the, the, the commander of, uh, of Gaza, the, 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 division brigade, commander. The, the division commander of Gaza. And we had an incident with, with terror, uh, terrorists that came into and, and kept some hostage in, in uh, lac Sinai, in one of the settlements there. And, and I had to choose, you know, between, between the Imam, which are professional, and Matkal, which are really amazing, amazing unit, and, and, and I chose Yamam because of, because of that. And, and maybe it's kind of an answer, yeah? I think that, that look, we have our uniqueness. We have the issue of, you know, gathering the flag and the motivation of people, and we want to be based on that as long as possible, because still Israel needs the, the obligatory military, Yeah. And, and this question is, is, is today on the table from other reasons, yeah, political reasons. But I think that, that more and more we're going to see professional uh, soldiers because, because, because we have to, because this is part of reality, both because the youth, you know, sometimes prefer to, to go out and to do high-tech than, than to stay in the military. And on the other hand, the complication of challenges that we are meeting needs professional uh, troops.
0: Now the uh, paratroopers are the tip of the spear, but the very tip is the Recon company. Now it's a a Recon battalion composed of of other uh, companies too. And you uh, went on to command this unit. Sometimes people uh, come up through the ranks in the unit, but you came from outside, from the brigade. Okay. Was it difficult uh, uh, to come there and see those people uh, who were uh, quite experienced in the particular work that the Recon company does, or
1: uh, did you um, uh, immediately take charge? No, ah, they suspect you. You have to prove yourself. It's not said, but, but of course it's there, and you feel it all the time. I was lucky, kind of lucky, because very soon after I took the position of, of being the commander there, we had the, the the second Lebanon War. So so I had my test in in that war. And Not once, the
0: second Lebanon, the first Lebanon. The war. first Lebanon,
1: I'm sorry, yeah, the first Lebanon War. And and once once they saw me commanding, then then you passed the test. And I think we, we did a, a good job. So,
0: well, um, it so happened that um, you personally took part in several firefights, um, and at least in one of uh, them um, you unexpectedly found yourself almost in the position of the old, we shouldn't uh, say the nationality, the old captain who says to, uh, to the troops, charge, and finds himself charging alone.
1: Yeah. Uh, several times, look, look under fire. Thing things are different, and and you know, people are people. I mean, you train them, you, 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 you try to modify them, and and in order to to assault and 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 to to you know to 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 run into the into the fire. But many times, you know, people get scared or afraid of that and hesitate, and etc. etc. And then it's it's about your leadership, and and and. And you don't have a, cha- a, a, a even a choice. I mean, you have to do it. And 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 as a commander, by the way, we have the advantage as paratroopers that every time that we jump for the plane, you are in a, in, in that position. You know, because everybody looks at you. Are you jumping or not? Of course you jump. What do you do? You close your eyes and jump. But in fire, it's it's kind of a similar thing. And and yeah, I, I had several places which which I was the one to lead the the uh, the, the assault, the the attack, because otherwise, you know, people find any kind of reasons not to to do it. Now, some of these operations were
0: raids when you um, went uh, across the border from um, Israel into Lebanon, came back. But then in the Lebanon war itself, um, you had a very, very strenuous march up north um, to Beirut. Uh, How did that uh, go along?
1: Look, it, it, it was a challenge because, uh, you know, it's it's like around 60, close to 70 kilometers of, 40 miles. of, yeah, of, of, of a march that, that we had to do and, and fighting all the way through uh, getting to Beirut. Uh, look, logistically, we were not prepared for that. Uh, physically, we were suitable and, and, and capable to do it. Uh, actually, we trained to that uh, particular task. But uh, the, the key was that uh, many times we found ourselves uh, disconnected with the, with, the, with the logistics, with the, with the uh, units uh, behind us. So, and, and you cannot just, you know, stay. You have to mo- keep moving in order uh, not to find yourself and, being and attacked by the enemy. So, and
0: there are moral dilemmas. For instance, there was
1: a shortage of
0: water, but you had prisoners too. And you had uh, to divide, to allocate uh, water. Some of your uh, troops uh, wanted water for themselves uh, in order to survive and to go on fighting.
1: But you forced them to
0: share water with the prisoners.
1: Yeah, both uh, water and food. Because uh, look, uh, all all those cases uh, 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 that you learn in 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 the courses and and along the way in a in a real war it happens, huh? and then uh, you find yourself exactly in that position. Uh, we had uh, ten uh, prisoners uh, along the way to to LA and and and. We had exactly that, that problem that you mentioned, and, and of course the soldier, and there was a very limited amount of, uh, of water uh, and food, but, but there was no question. We just divided, uh, to, to and, and we gave first to the prisoners, and then with the rest, we had to, to, to drink and, and, and eat, and we got along with it but there was an argue about that of course and and by the way people remembered it and and the soldiers remembered that. and and it made them a better soldiers now um, you were
0: punished um, because of your participation um, in the war by being sent uh, to exile yeah uh, to washington mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, quite a transition from uh, beirut to washington wasn't
1: it uh, look every backfire that that I have heard uh, along the, the first uh, couple of months I was you know taking cover because just getting out from a war to Washington was not uh, so, such an easy thing it was nice but uh, the, the, the 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 feeling of the war was still there with me for for several months but yes absolutely that was a fantastic thing that that educated me I think like few years ago uh, up the scale because because I saw things and I moved into an environment that was very educative. Now
0: you, you were uh, running the defense attaché's office. You were the executive assistant of Major General Uri Simchoni, yeah. um, who was quite friendly with many notable people in the Department of Defense. Uh, Major General Colin Powell, the military assistant to the Secretary of Defense, and um, uh, Assistant Secretary of Defense Rick. Armitage and others um, was that education handy? Did it come in handy for you later on when you yourself reached
1: the position of general officer? No, I, I, absolutely. Uh, first of all, being with General Simchoni was was amazing leadership and and educative for me. And 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 so are the others, the Americans, colleagues that were, that were there. It was really amazing experience because the, there were people with a the, with the huge uh, 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 and, 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 and very high level of, of, of leadership. But there was one more that, that you didn't mention, and I would like, with your permission, Amir, to mention, it was uh, Jack Darby. Jack Darby was, by the way, just a...
0: Commodore.
1: A, a Commodore yeah. In, in, yeah, from the Navy. But he was he a was really amazing uh, guy and, and, and very bright. And and once we sat together, we came up with the idea. You know, how come that, that those two nations? You know, <laughs> it's like the, the mouse talking to the elephant. Yeah, but, but our two nations are so close, and, and we have such a, a common uh, common goals and and et cetera, et cetera, and cetera, And we don't have this any kind of strategic uh, 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 obligation. And or, or and and we came up with the idea of you know uh, putting on the table. Negotiations that were there before, but they were never getting into a uh, materialized... Yeah, they,
0: they were canceled at one time after Israel annexed the Golan Heights Correct. in 1981. But you are now talking about
1: late 1983. Correct. And 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 then we came up with the idea of, you know, bringing back to the table this agreement between... the strategic agreement between the U.S. and, and, and Israel. Uh, and, and I think that General Simchoni said... You know, go ahead with it. I think it's the right time for that. And with Jack Darby, we, we together succeeded within uh, almost 10 months to, to to sign that agreement. And uh, I yes, think it, it sta- serves us until today.
0: Yes, um, it was negotiated and signed at the uh, National Defense University at uh, Fort Leslie McNair in, in Washington between Prime Minister Shamir and Defense Minister Ahrens and their counterparts, in the Reagan administration, a, a historic event uh, uh, which happened uh, on November the uh, 29th, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the very, the very uh, date of when Israel was established in the right. United Nations in 1947. So then you had to go back, had or wanted to go back, and command a battalion?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, look, uh, I knew that if I would stay more than than two years or the, the third year, uh, maybe my my uh, appetite to go back to the field will be much less. And so we took this hard decision to leave uh, Washington, which is the the best place to be in the epicenter in, in of the world, the epicenter of the world, correct. And and then just in order not to have too much time in between uh, within. I think 36 hours was back in the field, and stay for the weekend over there. You know, to 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 really get the dust on on my face, and from there on, uh, all the way up. Uh, I think I I, I kept those uh, so it was assignments
0: a, in the fields. So it was a very soft landing, boots on the ground. Yeah, uh, we will be back for another um, edition for another segment of our conversation very soon. But in one sentence. It is usually said that uh, commanding a battalion is the most satisfying um, step in an officer's career.
1: Was that the case? No, absolutely. Look, uh, it's 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 exactly the point that you are you are senior enough, you know, to to digest, to understand, to, to 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 understand your responsibility, but you are so close with the soldiers that you know their names. Once you go to a to, to higher level, you're you really detached a little bit from the soldiers. So, so we will stop when you are
0: a Major and Lieutenant Colonel, and uh, we will have another chance to go on with your career and your views of the Israeli security situation. Major General Israel Ziv, for the time being, thank you. Thank
1: you very this much. This has your-
0: been Watchman Talk with General Ziv. We will be back. This is... Watchmen talk in Jerusalem. Shalom. Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.